This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 48 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by Index Fund Advisors, IFA.com. Horsemanship Radio is a part of the family of the Horse Radio Network. And today, we have a gentleman all the way from Hong Kong Racing, and that's all about pressure to perform. Douglas White has dominated there, winning 13 consecutive titles in his highly competitive environment. He first endured criticism and even suspension for his beliefs in gentler methods of handling horses. But he's persevered, and he speaks to Monty about their shared love of horses and why he's excited about his daughter's future with horses, too. This is Debbie Lauks, and you're listening to The Horsemanship Radio. Thank you for joining us. Horsemanship Radio airs on the 15th and the 30th of the month, and I have my producer, Glenn, with me here today. How are you, Glenn? Okay. Hi, Debbie. Hi. So, how is it out there for you in Florida? A little rainy, a little wet. Uh, oh, you deserve that. A little hot. That. That's why it's so green. <laughs> it's so green. You'd be surprised. We had a thunder shower go through. What? It's supposed to be a drought here. We we actually did have a little thunder and lightning. It was like it was like Florida actually for a second there, but it was only for a second. So we probably just germinated our seed and, and now it's all gone. <laughs> yeah, you guys uh, don't get a lot. We get it every day for hours. Uh, I know. Yeah, yeah, I so. know. I've been hearing about you, but um, hey, anyway. uh, I got news yeah. for you. Um, coming up on September the 30th is International Podcasting Day. Okay. And we were invited by Disney World to come down on International Podcasting Day, the Horse Radio Network was. And on that day, which is Wednesday the 30th, we're going to be doing our Horses in the Morning live show from the stables at Disney World. Right at the stables. Yep, How we're going to cool be at that? the stables doing it. There we're going uh Dr. Wendy Ying of the Driving Radio shows coming up and we're going to be going down the day before and they're going to be taking us on the trail ride at Fort Wilderness, which is oh. right the campground at Magic Kingdom there. And right. they're going to be taking us on the trail ride and then that night we're going to do the carriage rides. Oh. And then the next morning, we're going to be doing the show right from the stables. So that should be a lot of fun. We're going to learn all about the Disney horses. And, you know, Walt Disney was a big horse guy. Mm-hmm. And he used to show horses and did all kinds of stuff with horses, which is the reason that he wanted horses at the parks. Uh, yeah. So we're going to learn about that. And we're going to uh, meet a lot of the horses and the people there who take care of the horses. And we're just going to bring you all... All kinds of horsey stuff on International Podcasting Day directly from Disney World. International? I didn't know there was an international podcasting day. To be honest, I didn't either. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So I learned that along with everybody else. But uh, so now I'm embracing it like I knew it all along. Exactly. We've we've looked forward to this. That's right. Every year I look forward to this. (laughs) So it'll be, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Well, it should be fun. Have you ever been in the backside? Have you been to the stables? We, there we were at Disneyland in California. We yeah. got a tour there uh, of the barns, which are literally in the warehouse section on the back side yeah. of Disney. Now, there we were not allowed to do a show. Um, they would not uh, allow a show from the from the come up barns. in the world. Uh, and now, now we're famous. now we're invited to go do a show. So. 
so that's kind of cool. But it was neat seeing, because at the one at Disneyland, they have all the pictures of Walt and his horses and showing and stuff. And that was back, I believe, in the 1940s and 50s oh, is boy. when he was doing that. So it was kind of neat to see those pictures and, and the his, you know learn about the history of the horses. Now, there... They mostly had they all they were all draft horses because they're just mm-hmm. the ones they used to pull the trolleys in town on the main street. Yeah, and here they have a number of different horses. They have the carriage horses uh, because they do carriage rides at a couple of the different hotels, mm-hmm. uh, and at and also over at Fort Wilderness the campground. And then they have they do trail rides at Fort Wilderness, so they have the trail horses, and then they also that. have the draft horses that pull the the trolley on main street so they have a bunch of different horses at this farm i didn't remember they had trail riding there so they'll actually put the public up on the oh yeah yeah we're we're doing one of the trail rides that day so you uh, look at you western i am riding a horse you are riding i know it doesn't happen very (laughs) often i I am more comfortable on the carriage seat but uh i will get on a horse occasionally and 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 i figure if you can't ride a disney horse you can't ride Okay, that's a good Because they're point. all that's probably just... animatronic, you know. Um, I'm not uh-huh. sure. We'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to wear your helmet? Oh, yes. We always wear oh, our helmets. Yeah, and I think it's required there, actually. Thing off. Yeah. Okay, good. I think they <laughs> require great. it. I'm glad. I'm really glad. Bring your own, though. Yeah, okay, I'm not you know? wearing somebody oh. else's. That's kind of yeah. gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or your do-rag on, underneath. Well, that's great. That sounds really fun. I've been to the one. We, we as a family, went uh, behind the scenes at Disneyland here in uh in Anaheim, and it is a lot of fun. You got to see the little goats that bounce around. They have all kinds of animals back there, too. It is a lot of fun. They had baby this and baby that, and it was just a blast. But the horses were all draft, you're right. Um, they, they, and they certainly don't have any trail riding there, you know. The abominable snowman is the only thing I remember that's out of, you know, the, no, there's no other, no other animals other than the petting zoo, really, and then the, the, um, the big drafts that pull the big cart around. Um, but they work hard. Those those guys are hard working with all the um, the traffic that they have to avoid, all the people walking across the streets. Bless those hearts. Those horses are wonderful. Well, and there, I'll tell you what, one, things I, one, one of the things I was very impressed at, even though it's kind of in an industrial setting, the barn there, mm-hmm. uh, there weren't any skinny, malnourished, uh, troubled oh. horses. They were yeah. very happily well-fed with hay that I could only dream about buying. I know. That's <laughs> true. It's true. I it's could true. not afford As the hay they were buying for those horses. Well, they live right down from Knott's Berry Farm, you know, so there's lots of <laughs> farming land around there. They're really good hay around there. Uh, yeah, no, that is fun because when I was a kid, now this goes way back, right? But when I was a kid, we went to um, Disneyland first and then we'd go over to Knott's Berry Farm and they mm-hmm. had, you know, the tilt house and everything. It wasn't like it is now, you know, it's very. Uh, and you ooh, can get upscale. in it for a lot less for, than you can oh, now. Oh, that too. too. And it wasn't mobbed like it is now. Uh, it's so crazy busy at Disney World and Disneyland now. It's I'm just sure, I'm crazy sure busy it's all the time. Too. It's been years since we've been to Disney World, but, um, but we'll have to come visit you and come see. Yeah, yeah, we love going. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, good luck at the podcast. Yeah, Thanks. that'll be fun. That is, so that'll be a good time. That's horsesinthemorning.com if you want to take, take a listen to it. You know, one of the coolest shows we ever did, what, one of the fondest memories I have of a remote location was we were the only one I know of at this point that ever did a show from Graceland's barn. We were at Elvis's barn. Oh. And we did our live huh. show from Elvis's barn, and they brought us in the day before. We got to meet all the horses that are currently on the property. And then the lady that took care of the horses when Elvis was alive came in, oh. and she was older. She came in 
and actually spent the whole hour and a half just telling stories about Elvis and his horses. Oh so it was one of goodness. the coolest uh, shows I've ever done. It was really cool. We were actually set up in the aisle of the barn, and the horses' stalls and the horses were right there <gasps> staring at us. Oh, yeah, it was cool. How wonderful. Was That's what, And not animatronics. They no, were, no. Yeah, they, okay, really? <laughs> you know, they, he re, it was famous for riding a Palomino. And they have kept a Palomino that looks just like the one he was riding uh, oh. on the grounds ever since. And, you know, it's been 50 years or whatever now. Uh, so they, he was a big, big horse guy. At one point, he owned 100 horses. Wow. Yeah, he was a big horse guy. Um, didn't know a darn thing about horses, just liked him. So, well, uh, you know, he writes the checks. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear a funny story? He used to ride from the barn, which is the back half of the property, because Graceland sits kind of in the city. So people used to come out to the gate of Graceland and they could see over the gate into the property. And they used uh-huh. to stand at the gate. There used to be like, you know, 30, 40 people all the time at the gate. And he used to like to get on his horse and ride at a dead gallop down to the gate and then sign autographs and let everybody <laughs> pet his horse. And then he used to ride at a dead gallop back to the barn. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, Elvis did any, everything pretty much a dead gallop. But uh, yeah, good yeah. point. <laughs> so, but not very far, but very fast. <laughs> we get to do some cool things in our job. <laughs> yes, you do. You do have a cool job. People gunning for that. So watch your back. It's a good job. But we have a cool show. So why don't we get to it? We do. I love this show. I can't wait to introduce you to, to a wonderful family. Uh, Douglas White and his daughter, Shakara. And uh, it's all about um, the discipline of, of being a jockey in a really high pressure, pressure situation. But don't you love it that he is passing horses on to his daughter? So for him, it's not a job. It's about a love for horses. Hi, I'm Mark Hebner, president of Index Fund Advisors and proud owner of Monty Roberts' Willing Partners graduate. He's a sugar bear. <laughs> You know, investment portfolios are a lot like horses. You need to find one that best suits you, your temperament, and your stage of life. Some people might like an energetic horse and an aggressive investment portfolio, while others are more comfortable with a gentle ride and a more conservative investment portfolio. The trick is to find the one that's right for you. That's what Index Fund Advisors is all about, matching people with portfolios risk-appropriate, low-cost, and globally diversified investment portfolios. You can find the right portfolio for you by taking the Risk Capacity Survey at ifa.com. That's IFA as an index fund advisors. Or you can call us toll-free at 888-643-3133. That's 888-643-3133. Well, welcome. We've got a family and we've got Monty Roberts here. We've got Douglas White and his daughter, Shikara, all the way from South Africa via Hong Kong some of the year, too. And we're really excited to have you all back. Um, Monty, say hi so we know that you're Uh, there. Hello, I'm here. That's for sure. (laughs) And Douglas, we're, welcome back. I'm so glad to have you on the radio again. We People will remember you from episode 27, where Monty chatted you up um, and talking about your 13 consecutive titles in Hong Kong racing. Um, say hi to everybody, and so we know you're there. Hi, everyone. Hi, Debbie. And um, yeah, it's fantastic to be back. It's like coming home again to my second family. And... Um, uh, it's just wonderful to be involved with Monty again and have my daughter by my side uh, to be part of this course. 
Oh, I'm so excited about that too, because we'll remember that uh, last year in your interview, you were getting excited about your, your daughter's future with horses too. And I want to introduce uh, a wonderful budding horsewoman, Shikara White. Hi, Shikara. Hi, Debbie. So tell us why you came back this year, Shikara. I hear that you're getting, you're getting pretty darn good with horses and you're pretty committed to uh, continuing on with the concepts. Yeah, um, I mean, I've just always been passionate about horses, and I came last year um, hoping to, you know, learn so much, and I did. Um, I absorbed all the knowledge, and I went home straight after that course wanting to put it into action, and, you know, I was always questioning myself, going, oh, you know, is this how Monty did it? Um, Am I doing everything right? And so I begged my dad if we could come back this year mm. so I can actually put it into practice and make and feel comfortable while I'm actually working with my horses. So, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And Douglas, that must warm your heart that she's uh, maybe not following in your footsteps as an as a international racing star uh, jockey, but that she's interested in horses at all. Yeah, it does. It, it, it probably puts a lump in your throat thinking that uh, she's been afforded these opportunities um, with Monty uh, that's it's been a, a huge factor in her life and um, if she can take it to the next level and continue to work with horses and around horses um, she doesn't necessarily have to be a jockey which I'm very happy she's not but uh, you know horses have given me so much pleasure and so much out of life, I wouldn't have anything that I have now if it hadn't been what horses have given me, um, both successfully and unsuccessfully. And if she can take that to a different level, but a, a competitive level um, at the same time, yeah, I feel I've done my job. Mm, you have in spades. Everyone knows that the the racing scene, uh, especially the Hong Kong racing scene, is all about pressure, pressure to perform, pressure to win. Um, and someone who's won 13 consecutive tiles obviously has figured this out and how to live in a pressure cooker and, and how to win. Uh, but you've been criticized and even suspended for beliefs of, in gentler methods uh, of handling horses, which is why you told us that you had sought out Monty in the first place. Um, what is it that you are going to uh, impart to Shakara this week about um, – pressure versus just the enjoyment of being around horses? I think if she can understand and believe in the concept that you don't have to shut things up and try and tackle them on your own, um, that you can trust a horse um, and you can believe that you can have a connection with an animal and with people. Um, I think that that openness that open, not only an open mind, but an, an, an mm. open personality and, and a, a pureness within. Um, I, I would say that once you feel complete, you can walk away and walk proud and walk tall. Um, mm. You can be anything and anyone you want to once you've found that presence within and come to peace with yourself. And I think that horses and join up and Monty and being around here, I think that instills that in you and it's up to you to take that home and, and practice and perfect it. Mm. Um, so if, if, if I can give her a little piece of that to take home, it's, uh, it'll be a huge thing for me. 
Mm, that's yeah, that's wonderful. So that must warm your heart, Monty. Um, I can't imagine sitting in your your shoes right now, um, listening to all this and seeing another generation coming along. Oh, Debbie, you, you have no idea. Uh, I'm so proud to have these two aboard and on the property again and and near me. Um, they're just incredible people. I was saying to Douglas this morning that he's just not normal, you know, and <laughs> I guess we could want to be normal in life, and it isn't bad to be normal, uh, but he has to face the fact that he's not normal, and I'm I'm confident that if he hadn't become a jockey, that the kind of drive that he has and the kind of desire that he has to reach his level of excellence, that whatever's possible, mm-hmm. would have had him uh, high on the list somewhere else. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think the Guinness Book has a chapter for how many wins in succession uh, a jockey has done, but if they did, he would have to have it because I can't imagine that any other jockey was a leading jockey 13 years straight. It just um, It's just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And um, I would like to asks Sakara where she wants to take this with her life because I don't think she was born normal either. She has a look in her eye and a set of her jaw that says she wants to do something special with her career. And I'd like to ask her what she, what she thinks that might be. Um, well, it's a bit nerve-wracking to think about it that way, especially when <laughs> you're confronted with a question from you, Monty. Um, but I would like to take a bit of it away and just, you know, I want people to look at me and go, wow, you know, she did it when everyone else said she couldn't. And I want to be the person that, at the end of the day, goes, like, takes a big breath and goes, you know, I accomplished something. And I, I want to be around horses because I love them and I want to help them and I want to learn about them. Um, but I think it's going to take time, but I'm prepared and I'm ready to work as hard as it, as, as much as it takes to just, just even like a fraction of what you've learned just to get to that stage. I want to do that. You see what I mean, Debbie? Yeah, I do. Well, yeah. the, the cool thing what is an inspiration. What an inspiration she is. Um, to the next generation, yes. Where all too often we we see them standing on a street corner somewhere, wasting their lives away and and um, not getting an education and not striving for a goal. And here's a young lady that uh, uh, really sets the world right for me. Yeah, and sh- and here's a father who's brought her halfway around the world to uh, take off from where you're teaching. Um, you you didn't gain all this knowledge in a class or two. You gained this through about 70 years of muscle memory. And it's so smart to have learned from somebody who's experienced that so that she can start. Can you imagine what future, um, Shikara, you have just by picking up on these concepts and then taking off with them? Well, that's a bit nerve-wracking to think about all the things that, I mean, Mr. Ops has done. And if you think about yourself and where you're going to go, just to think about um, if you, if you do accomplish it, all the, all the people that, uh, you know, that you've inspired, uh, because Monty has definitely inspired me and I'm definitely more confident with my horses, definitely more passionate just to think about, it's, it's just, it's just frightening, you know, but I'm, I'm excited and I'm, I'm ready. 
That's great. So tell us a little bit about what you've been doing this last couple of days and then what you're going to do this week. So I heard about you're doing human-to-human join-ups. Tell us about that. Well, um, this morning we um, read a bit um, from a book, um, just, you know, clearing about everything that you do in a join-up and how it works and, you know, all the questions that we had. And then um, the late this morning, we um, actually did human-to-human join-ups. So one uh, person in the group was pretending to be a horse mm-hmm. and the other person was practicing um, the skills and the steps in the join-up and what signs to look for and what to do if you do have a bit of a difficult horse and how to overcome it as a pair. And I don't know, even just doing it person to person, even without a horse, when you, it just, it just feels, um, it just feels heartwarming. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready to do it with a horse now. You, it, you, it makes you feel more passionate. It makes you really want to thrive and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Douglas, you told us in an email coming back into this that you really wanted to nail showing up <laughs> when you got back here, which is adorable. So tell us, tell us, what's your experience with join up? How many join ups have you done in your life? And, and is this going to be just practice for you? Or is this really getting down to the fundamentals? No, this will be getting down to the fundamentals. I've, Shekhar and I have done a few join ups um, at our property in Italy with our horses there. And um, this is pretty much coming back now to to put the finishing touches and see where I can better myself and where I've gone wrong. You know, listening to Monty this morning um, about the, this, this new theory of, of the gangsters and um, he, mm. he learns something every day. And if I don't learn something every day, well, then... I'm doing something wrong, so um, I've got to take something away and, and, and learn from it and then learn something every day after that. So I've come back to try and perfect it. I'll, I probably will never perfect it, um, but I've come back to better it. That's a better word. Okay, better yourself. Uh, do you think he'll ever perfect it, Monty? Do you think he can do that? No, no. <laughs> he won't perfect it. I won't perfect it. All right. And Shakara may perfect it, who knows, but she's got a lot more time to do that. But I, I want Shakara to be 80 years old someday and still be learning too, mm-hmm. because it, it, there's a lot of fun in learning. And um, I, I said to her today that, uh, you know, a hundred years from now, you won't recognize what I do. And, and she'll, she'll be laughing when she's 80, she'll be laughing at how uh, elementary I was and mm-hmm. how many things they've learned since then. I can tell you that for sure. It, no, no discipline ever has been uh, perfected by the first guy and certain generations later, uh, we're still working on it like man flight and mm-hmm. look how fast the internet is changing. Uh, there's always something to learn, Debbie, and I don't know if there's any fun in it if we're not learning. So, uh, I want them all, both to learn and go right on past me and do way better than I've ever done. Mm. Do you think, Shikara, that you would um, you'd like to carry on in this uh, this field of join up and and Monty Roberts concepts? Is this something that um, you feel like you can take into di- any discipline of horsemanship, or do you want to become a teacher of it? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I would want to discover it for myself, and you know get the knowledge for myself, but then I'd also like to pass it on to others as mm. 
Mr. Roberts has done has done. I mean, it's just it's just the way people look at you and how you can actually change lives. I know that sounds dramatic, but mm. it's true. And how your discoveries and your knowledge of horses can help other people um, treat horses better. And mm. I think that, and I really want to do that. You know, it's something that I've always wanted to do and I want to stay around horses and I want to keep doing this for the horses, but for other people as well. Mm. Well, wow. Douglas, she's she's convinced me. Um, I, I think I think you're 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 home free with this one. Um, there's no doubt on that. Let's hope so, because I know that the horses will keep her on the straight and narrow, and will make her uh, a better person in 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 as an adult. Absolutely. We've got to Debbie. We've got to work on uh, my offshore schedule so that we do something in South Africa, and we get by to see them in Italy and. And um, maybe Hong Kong as well. Uh, you know, it's been a long time since I was in Hong Kong and, and quite a while since I've been to Italy. And my word, it's been decades since I've been in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So I'd really like to nurture this relationship and and, and get back and see Felix Felix Kutsi again, too. Yes, uh, he's, a, he's a champion in his own right in South Africa. And... Uh, my word, we have a horse there called uh, Silvano that I started and uh, helped manage his career. And he was a very good racehorse. And then now he's just rewriting the record books as the sire in South Africa. So we, we've got a part of the world we've got to get more active in right there. Let's do. That doesn't sound like a bad thing. Let's see, a trip to Italy, a trip to South Africa, and Hong Kong too. Okay, no yeah, problem. Yeah. Sign Please. me up. Sign me up. <laughs> well, good. Yeah, it does. It sounds really good. And uh, it's an important part of the world. Uh, first of all, they speak English, which is so, so great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier than Brazil. <laughs> but, um, but also, uh, it is an important part of, uh, of horsemanship. And, and we do get a lot of people asking. So we would like to do that. Thank you so much uh, for sharing some of your lunch hour. I know you wedged it in between classes today. We want to hear more about Shikara and your classes and Douglas and your career and, and, and your career as a father too. You're doing so well, you and Nikki, and, and I congratulate you on that. And I thank you all for joining us today. It's a great pleasure. And if I may just say one last thing, um, I haven't Please. even told Monty this yet. Um, the new rule in Hong Kong has just been passed and I've been there going on 18 years now. And um, I think it's only them in Japan which still use the, the normal old style um, whip, and yeah. they have just passed the padded whip, which is a great thing for the horse industry to know that Hong Kong has followed suit with the rest of the world um, with the padded whip. Oh, great! Fantastic. I like to call it a Nerf whip because it really doesn't produce pain. It's it's just an encouragement, and uh, anything we can do in that area, it'll just make it better for horses and for racing, too. Yes, absolutely. That is that is definitely a feather in the cap for, for Hong Kong racing. That's great yeah. news. Thank you for announcing that here, Douglas. My That's pleasure. Awesome. Yeah, well, absolutely. it's been a, a, a great pleasure for me to have them here and be here with them, and thank you, Debbie, for putting us on with you and your radio program. Thank you. Thank you for all for joining us on Horsemanship Radio.
We all hear about omega-3 and how important it is for your horse's nutrition. But why? Well, simply put, horses were created to get all of their nutrition from live natural grasses. Omega-3 is an essential fat found in many types of live grasses, and it's critical to the horse's health. If they were living on live grasses 24-7, they would be receiving enough omega-3. But in today's world, most horses are fed commercial feed and forage as their primary nutrition, and most of these are lacking in omega-3. That's where Omega Fields comes in. All of Omega Fields' flax-based products provide a balanced essential profile of Omega-369 and may be helpful in alleviating problems related to skin, coat, hoof, joint, and sand colic. One of Omega Fields' terrific products is Omega Horseshine. Omega Horseshine is an Omega-3 stabilized ground flaxseed supplement for horses to help maintain a shiny, healthy coat, strong, solid hooves, and top performance for horses in all life stages. Omega Fields provides the best human-grade, non-GMO ground flax that can help horses with dry, scaly, itchy skin, joint pain and inflammation, poor hoof growth, allergies, and more. Don't just listen to Debbie and I. Alexandra, a customer of Omega Field, says any horse I ever own, I will feed them Omega Horse Shine and I will recommend it to anyone. You can get your Omega Horse Shine today at OmegaFields.com or just for our listeners, get 15% off using the coupon code MONTY2015. All one word, it's MONTY2015 for 15% off your next order at OmegaFields.com. That's OmegaFields.com. This week's trainer's tip comes from Bridget Bryson. She's a longtime pony club leader, and she offers one of the first tips that she teaches her pony clubbers. Welcome back, Bridget Bryson, our Horse Masters Liaison for the United States Pony Club. Thank you for agreeing to come on back with us and all your years of experience. You are most welcome. You're so sweet, and we enjoyed you so much on your um, interview that we had with you recently, but we wanted to bring you back because you talked about years of experience, and I know you work with kids, and I know you work with a lot of horses, so tell us what you uh, most often like to give kids the tips about. Well, one of the things that I'm sort of famous for is I, I, we have a pony club rule, which is whenever your horse is taken out of the stall, you always close the door behind it. And we always had problems teaching our, our children to, to pay attention to this. And it was one of those rules. And, and with, as with many things, you forget to let them know the reason behind the rule so they can't remember it. Well, we had one competition, our, our pony club rally, and someone got permission to lunge their horse. They took it out of the stall. The problem was only they and the person who had given them permission knew about this. None of the volunteers were aware. So when we got back to the barn, we saw an open stall door and mass panic ensued. And we had half of the pony club chasing the local area, huh. trying to find out where the loose horse was. Uh, of well, course. of course, we, we quickly saw the horse was being lunged and all was well after several heart failures later. <laughs> but we were able to gather the children together and we said, you know, hmm. horses are clever and ponies are cleverer. And they can open a stall door <laughs> once in a while but they can't close them behind them. So now we always let the children know, remember, when you take the horse out, we need to know a human was with them and that the human was able to close the stall door 
behind them. And that has saved us many heart attacks since that day <laughs> because now they, they know, we know if the store door is closed that a human was involved in the process. <laughs> and that's usually a good thing. <laughs> it usually is a good thing. So there's my little tip for training children <laughs> for the day. Oh, that's wonderful, Bridget. Thank you very much. There's a lot of uh, adults out there tittering right now thinking about that story. So we really appreciate that. And uh, thank you again. We'd love to have you back. You're welcome. Thank you. Hi, I'm Monty Roberts, and I'm dedicated to training horses without pain. You can learn to do it, too, on my Equus Online University. Western, English, the beginner, or the advanced rider. It doesn't matter. You can connect with other students online, too, on our forum. And there's a new lesson every week. It's a lifetime of learning for you on my Equus Online University at MontyRoberts.com. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Where in the world is Monty Roberts? Monty is looking forward to meeting some new friends, two-legged and four-legged. October 10, he starts his tour in England at Bishop Burton College. Then October 17, he's in Myers Co. October 23, he's at Hartbury. October 29, he's at Marist Wood. And he finishes up in Scotland, October 31st, on Halloween, in uh, Ingliston. And then we have two more events back in California, not with Monty, but with Pat Roberts. On November oh. 6th, we do it. Yeah, we change up on you. November 6th, we got a Horse Sense for Leaders, and that's a professional development. Development workshop at Flag is Up Farms in California, based on uh, its uh, building trust-based relationships. And then the, that next two days, we have November 7 and 8, Wild at Heart Weekend with sculptress and equestrian Pat Roberts and her friends. <laughs> and of course, you can see all the information about all dates and everything Monty Roberts at MontyRoberts.com, or you can give them a call over at the offices at 805-688-6288. And for details about today's show, go to HorsemanshipRadio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about all of our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Monty Roberts and at Twitter at Twitter.com slash Monty underscore Roberts. And to get to Horse Radio Network app, go to Horse Radio Network on iTunes or Android. Just search for it in the App Store. It's free and it's easy to use. That's right. And it's on Google Play, right? Is that what you look for when you go to the Android? Google Play? What, what's the thing I have to look for? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yep, it's the, okay. it's the app right. store. Yep, Google Somebody Play. once said, you know, go to your Android. And I went like, I don't have an Android app. What's that? So you yeah, got to dumb this it, down yeah, for it's me. It's the app you know? store. Yep, Google Play. Yeah. Yep. Google Play. Okay, thank you. And many thanks to our sponsors. Be sure to visit all our great shows, the other great shows too, on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. And until next time, have many happy horse hours. 